Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the GA and Gym Podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn and we are back for another one. Today is going to be uh, an enjoyable one, or at least it was an enjoyable one for me to record. We had um, three of the slack needed Camogues in um, before the All-Ireland Final. Um, this was good crack. Um, got some good stories out of the girls and um, asked them a lot about uh, the preparations this year, preparations in the year before, and... Um, why Slack Neil has been so successful for the past while. So it was really interesting and also interesting in a female perspective. I've been getting abused because I haven't had enough Camogie players and ladies Gaelic on. I'm working on it, okay? Um, this is also before the All-Ireland Final, so um, we were chatting about the lead-up to that there. Um, and it's also before any of the coronavirus shit has happened, so if you're wondering why that hasn't been discussed, that's why. But yeah, this was good fun. I really hope you enjoy it and it would. I would really appreciate And I would really appreciate if you could share this around... Um, that would be very nice of you. So yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the GA and Gym podcast with the Slack Needle Camogues. Okay, uh, Slack Needle Camogues, Shannon, Aoife, Therese, welcome to the podcast. So, um, I kind of caught you as blindsided, you have been going mad at me because I put the video up over you there, and you just finished training. How did your session go this morning? Yeah, really good. Good. You are so much quieter now than like five minutes ago. <laughs> He's like, didn't shut up, and now is there, uh, is there a wee bit quieter? Action. No, training was real good. I, good. Um, the week, it was the last sort of daylight session before the match mm-hmm. next Sunday, like, so we'll try to make the most of it. And Sunday morning trainings for us are normally quite um, sleepy at the sleepy, start. Yeah. It takes us a while to get uh-huh. into it. And on Sunday morning, because they're normally early starts, but... but it's nice and intensive this morning. I think everybody's trying to make the most of the training is that like match stuff or is it tactical now or <coughs> it's um more match based stuff match based stuff at the minute and um <coughs> I have more match based stuff it's high, but it's yeah. high intensity that's the thing like this past week and a half two weeks um the intensity was definitely picked up in the lead up to the match yeah and um how many days is training down there for that like is a couple days a week three times a week it's, all, it's always been, really been three times a week coming mm-hmm. close to the championship way way at the start maybe it was only well, the way at the start was only league really, it was we're yeah. only going out for the matches uh-huh. because it's such a long season. And um, the league starts, you know, we finished in March and the league starts in April. So yeah. at the very, very start of this year, it was only going out to play the league matches and then it would increase mm-hmm. to a training in the league. And then now, obviously, coming in the lead up to championship, it's three times yeah. a week on pitch. So you basically, you one last year in March and then you are straight away again in April and you have been playing all the way through. Mm-hmm. Really, no breaks either, like. No. That kind of was our break, so when when we won All-Ireland, the league kind of started quite soon after, so we just, we didn't really train, we just went out and played the matches, mm-hmm. and it was good to enjoy the matches uh, as well. Not as much pressure. Yeah. No, it's just about really um, getting playing the matches. And like, a, is there a fear that if you just go out and you aren't training, like, do you expect you can just carry through and win games in the league, or do you just not have as much emphasis on the league? At the start, the league would have been very important. Like, it was very important, you know, because it's always in the lead up to the championship. But some of the senior girls needed rest, so some of the senior players didn't come out and play the initial games. Yeah. Um, which gives the younger ones an opportunity to come out and play, and um, you got a bit of a rest. I take every game seriously, so yeah. I don't enjoy getting beat at any stage. But I suppose you could say that the league, you don't take it quite as seriously. The championship is the main yeah. event. Um, so we didn't really, we weren't too concerned this year. It was first time in mm. what three years mm. since we've been we we lost the league. Swatter beat us in a game, but again we we're missing a couple of players and that. So you need that time, um, mentally as well as physically. I think to yeah. just um get a bit of rest. How um competitive is that area league and, and championship? You know, is it competitive or is there like two or three teams? Because I know the senior hurling, like you have probably two or three teams that are competitive. Is it like that in the Camogie as well, or is it like? Five or six, ten teams, they're all good. There's only five teams competing this year in the senior, I think, um, with Coleraine going down into Division 2, but it's getting closer. You know, the, you have to give credit to the teams like Bonscreen and Swatter, that they've put in tremendous mm. work, and every year when we go to play them, um, you can see they've improved yeah. immensely. Like, I think a lot of Camogie <coughs> teams now are putting so much effort into the physicality of the sport and the, the strength and conditioning you can really see that coming through yeah, um, so yeah they're definitely getting tighter but um, are you doing much gym work then yourselves outside of uh, the pitch work uh, so we have a 
program that we're well follow. Um, we have the option of following a program. Yeah. Um. So we would go in, say like a six week or eight week program, yeah. and then it would change. And it changes depending on what time of the year. What's it is. going on? Yeah. What's, what's coming up? So we'd be expected maybe to do a lower body or an upper body session. Then uh-huh. you know like twice a week yeah so you're doing the three pet sessions and probably two gym yeah, sessions two as well and is that hard to fit that all in or well I suppose we get into a wee routine as well so we have another day set aside to go into the gym yeah and you're probably all at the point now where like it's not where you have to drag people you all probably want to do the gym work as well I uh, we all, you have to buy into it like cause yeah. because the, the game is more physical nowadays like you have to mm-hmm. buy into it and you can see put on the pitch Definitely. whether you're doing the, yeah. the physical stuff or, or the the gym work I suppose most of you have gym group too like so they'll go up with a partner or a yeah. friend or a group will go up and do their sessions together and very lucky at the club to have a very good you have a good setup, up a good setup mm-hmm. and um Shannon you're you do a bit of CrossFit then as well? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? About five or six years. Right. So I haven't, I don't, the managers allow me to make, to do my own strength and conditioning. So uh-huh. because I would be training with CrossFit maybe six days of the week. So right. I would be doing my own lifts and all my own conditioning uh-huh. and stuff. And I think they allow me to, to take responsibility for that for myself because I'm physio. So I know when to deload yeah. and reload and things like that. So I can manage that. And um, <clears throat> you're doing CrossFit, like are you doing... Like, do you not find it difficult to manage the amount of load that you are doing, like say in a CrossFit session, whenever you have these big training weeks, or will you adapt to sessions, or how does that work? Um, I tend to be full of energy quite a lot of the time, so I find I need to yeah. do it. Um, but like coming up to a big game or whatever, I'll definitely so reduce the sessions in a week. But um, and are you like plan on being competitive in CrossFit, or is it just like you're doing it um, just out of enjoyment, nearly? I. No, I I am competitive regardless of what I do, but um at the minute like camogie's my first yeah, thing, my first early. sport. So, but eventually if I if I finish with camogie or retire, that I would like to compete a bit more at CrossFit yeah, and yeah. things. But it's hard to to do the both of them. But so at the moment, camogie's a priority. Whatever yeah. Shannon is doing off the pitch is obviously working very well because yeah. she's one of the like she's the fittest player on the team I, um, and the strongest. Yeah. I was trying to get some some dirt on you in the past couple of days and I was chatting to a few Slackman's people. <laughs> and um, I was telling them and I was like, any good like information? They're like, no, not really. They're all very nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, Shannon could probably play for the men's team. <laughs> and I was like, right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, she is that strong, but I think it's important that the managers. You know, allow that flexibility yeah. within the team. Like, yeah, it is a privilege, like not a privilege, but it's good now that we we didn't have um, a, a guidance, I suppose, uh-huh. uh, on a program. Like, well, we had this past couple of years. Like, but before that, again, we didn't have strength and conditioning yeah. as such, and then that was introduced. Uh-huh. And and it just like it's good to have that, but it's also good to, that people also like doing their own things yeah. and people go maybe to a PT and do their own things, but yeah. we all know that each other is doing what they're you know, still I, trying I to improve a, the overall. It's important that you have something there for everybody, but you like as a team, you have to have ownership and be able to make decisions That's as well. Right. Like. Uh, accountability, you know, that you are doing. Yeah. I think initially some players <coughs> might have been a bit intimidated by, you know, going on and lifting weights and things like that, but now it's great over the past few years to see their confidence yeah. build and been able to do that. You know, uh-huh. like even the younger girls and the, s- the smaller, more framed girls, that you can see their strength in the pitch now. It's yeah. unbelievable. So it really carries through for their sport. And our gym and at home, like at the club, <coughs> men and women at all the time. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a big thing. Like I would imagine that's probably why everything's getting more competitive within dairy as well. Camogie ways too. Mm-hmm. I'd say everything's just taken to another level. Same as football as well, I suppose. Aye. Um, Therese, were you, like, I think initially whenever we met you probably weren't, you were doing much gym work at that time or like how has your kind of journey with gym work been since? Yeah I definitely have found myself improved even with my confidence on the pitch as well, like I feel as if I can go for more balls um, and fitter as well, I have more <laughs> endurance and I think we have like um, a few games we had extra time, I think that really carried us through yeah. as well. Yeah. You notice that? What sort of numbers are you benching these days? Yeah. What are you benching? Why <laughs> like a 40 kg? <laughs> See, this is the point where you just lie about it because no one's going to really check it. <laughs> 85 for 5, so something like that. Um, okay. No, um, we're all about um, 
lightweight but faster now will yes. it lead up to the fire, fire. <laughs> yeah um i think as well whenever you get into training and like shannon you're training six days a week and sure like people are probably always saying to you and probably saying to you because you're training nearly every day like it's mad like it's so much and i had this conversation yesterday of whenever you get into training and the routine of training it nearly feels weird not to be mm -hmm. training every day mm -hmm. you know but people will look at it from the outside and be like that's mental it's that's too much mm -hmm. But it's weird whenever you get into training. I think that's one thing for for girls and stuff as well. Nearly be encouraged, like you know, go easy. Don't be doing too much gym work, or don't be doing too much training. It's a lifestyle too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's a big thing. I think exercise is so so important that way. Like, I it's like if we weren't playing from a week, like there's so many people that are into fitness now mm -hmm. and keeping fit and attend classes and cardio class and like yeah. programs and CrossFit. And mm -hmm. like overall, I think. It's just good for your overall well-being, your mental health, physical health, socialising. Mm. And then camogie is just, like we obviously choose to play camogie, so that's just part of our exercise that we do mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. We don't see it as a chore or anything, we just get up and do it. Like mm -hmm. We've been doing it our whole lives. Yeah, just part of it now. Like. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you're in a good position to sort of say, but advice for maybe girls especially, like I think there seem to have a lot of anxiety when you come into the gym for the first time. Um, you know, did you experience that there? Like, you was going to the gym and the senior team's training, and you were walking in. You was any tips for maybe getting over that, or is it just a case of you have to bite the bolt and do it? Or I suppose, like I would, like I when I before I started actually going to the gym, it's just because you're not. It's your first time doing the exercises. Yeah. You know, like it's new to you. Anything mm. you go new to, you'd be nervous and anxious about. So it's just about biting the ball, just and. and going for it and if you are lost or need any help to be able to ask for There's it. A, yeah, yeah, everybody's really friendly in our gym and everybody's there to give a yeah. helping hand. Aye. That's a big thing because I was um, chatting to ones they said like in your gym there'll be like the miners will be training and then there'll be other people in training like it's just obviously a continual stream of, of people. It's like that clubhouse just the centre of <laughs> the world in Slackney like everything <laughs> yeah, just revolves yeah, around yeah, the middle. Because that's one of the reasons why you think the club itself has been so successful or like what would you put that down to? I think it's the mentality of the people in the community it's yeah. just the strive to be better than you were mm. yesterday and the push and the kind of pushing each other on the support network and everything that's there it's you know um just driving forward and kind of the heart and hard work and hard work it's probably hard, hard to try and try and explain it to people like mm -hmm. I would imagine people are always asking what's the secret what's the secret and I'm like I don't know do you know <laughs> maybe, maybe with our success as well we're treated just as equal as the boys and I think that's a big part yeah. in our success as well Aye. I think you see it um, a lot I've seen it in Derry um, at Owen Bay where like the treatment of both is not the same you know the girls teams and men's teams mm -hmm. will not be the same um, I'm sure that's maybe something you've sort of ex experienced. Are you, are you playing that? Do you play for Derry Camogues or anything? Or? I, yeah, we've played for Derry. I, I last year. I, Have you found that to be sort of the case? Or? I, I suppose at, at, our club, at our club level, it's, yeah. and people are talking about the one, uh, on, all under the one umbrella at club, mm -hmm. you know, one club, and that, mm -hmm. they're a big push in that, but I, I think. Kind of about that first a little bit. It's not any goals. It's not definitely level. not at the minute. Although they do talk about it, mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to get it more. Like, it's a professional setup. The the county camogie is a professional setup, but it's still not to the same standard at That's all. Like, we, we were getting dinner maybe after um, training once mm -hmm. weekly, but I have brothers, so you can compare. You know, and you see yeah. brothers that play for the county, and they would be uh, like three weeks under training. Well, they started the national league and all that there or whatever coming home with a pile of gear like yeah. no bother uh, but we're Camogues for example had to do a bit of fundraising mm -hmm. uh, before there's any mention of gear and like you just you do see the, the difference uh, probably more so at the county level yeah. you know, but at the club there's a lot of work going on to try and get people the, all under the one umbrella Is it not frustrating or do you kind of just accept it at this point or? No it does it's just frustrating Yeah like, And why should we accept that? Yeah You know and um, there's a lot of girls and like you know, Slackneil's been success successful at club level. Come there's a lot of girls that some of the players in our team are the best in Ireland. They'll not go out and play for the county, and I don't know if that has a reason to do with yeah. it or just because you know the standard and you know the way you're treated within the club is so good that nobody wants to go out. But you yeah, know, you're operating at a higher standard and you just don't want to drop it then for. 
it's not that it's a higher standard, it's just that the respect and yeah, everything that like you have within the team, yeah. yeah, within the club. And do you think that's the case in other counties as well, or you know, is that is that happening across counties? I would say that's in Ulster, case. maybe. I don't know. Uh, would you say? Well, I, the likes of like Kilkenny and, and Galway and all like that are up at the senior level. I would say there's no well, no real issues. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but like outside your own county, really. But yeah, but you haven't sort of heard other ones sort of say similar. Or? Well, just talking more so about being under the one umbrella and and amalgamating, you know, the Kobe Association. Yeah. You know, there's a big push on for that. A lot of girls, I think, would feel that the Kamogi amalgamate with the hurling and the football would be a real stepping stone yeah. to promote the sport. Why is that not happening? Is it just like. I, I assumed initially that was the case, but what's what, what's the reason for that? We were doing a bit of research. Yeah. <laughs> so the Kamogi Association um, initially wanted their own voice for women. and Because the, the, the playing members weren't going to be coming under. Women weren't going to be seen as playing members of the GA, so uh-huh. this was way back at the start. Right. So they formed their own association mm-hmm. with their own rules and um, sort of adapted her, form of hurling. And it was 12 sides, smaller pitch. Mm-hmm. And then that was seen as not as entertaining as the uh-huh. men, full pitch, you know, more physical. Yeah. So it was mostly non-contact and on the ground. Uh-huh. But obviously it, things have developed, yeah. 15 aside, there's yeah. a lot more contact, there's a lot more mm-hmm. physicality and, and, and fitness and strength and conditioning. So it's always it's moving towards yeah you know in yeah, line with the hurling uh-huh. and the rules even that this year have changed for the national league right introduced more physicality no hand pass goal no draw the herd so basically the same hurling yeah more in line with the hurling rules so gradually like and that's what the play the players voice I think have introduced and you know have been pushing that the girls want they want girls want they just play the same certain no you don't want no need for any separation no so that's the trial period at the minute Uh um and then at like a national level they are like at the committees and all they're trying to incorporate Mm -hmm. ladies football and and Camogie association members into the management of the GA so like I think and our fixtures are completely different from the hurling and the football as well so obviously they've been pulled forward and the Ireland finals were played there in January Mm -hmm. we're still waiting around you know our semi-final of the Ireland was five weeks ago and we have to wait five weeks to play the final the Ulster final was in November the start of November and we have to wait to the end of January to play an All-Ireland semi-final like it's very very difficult to Peak and yeah, and maintain and, and, and I suppose even maintain like mentally like it's the all of yeah. it being mm-hmm. such a long grind for a couple of months. Two years two years ago, the All Ireland final was called off because of snow. Yeah, Beast so it was put off two weeks, and then it put off another. We didn't play it in April, and then we had to play it in Monaghan because Crow Park couldn't hold it for us. Couldn't. Maybe taking them factors into consideration, <clears throat> we totally should move the final forward. And even last year, there was really bad weather conditions. Yeah, like snow. We're playing in the worst time of the year. <laughs> the but best movie you should be playing in your life, you're playing yeah. in the snow. <laughs> the Congress, like that all has to go through the Congress. Yes. And, and also the club All-Ireland Comedy Finals don't be televised as well. So we, ha- in order to watch game, it has to be streamed online because we're a separate identity from the Hurling. But that's football. all to do with like TV rights and, yeah. and money and sponsorship. Like We are Comedy players and we're flat out playing Kamogi, like um but we don't be attending a lot of meetings and long committees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't or we don't have the time but you still have to have a voice I suppose in some way to get your, your views across. Aye, it's um it's a weird kind of setup and system like isn't it? Sounds like from the outside that there Aye. needs to be a change of some some way, isn't it? Aye. Um yeah. I think even I had this conversation the other day, the the come to twenties, there he got beat there mm-hmm. the weekend, and not saying this was the case, but the fact that so many men, so many them lads, are like playing McCrory football, that time it's the same in the minors. Like, there's like two or three different competitions all overlapping at the one time. Mm-hmm. Where like in any other sport, it's like right, this is done here, this starts yeah. here, this finishes here. Mm-hmm. It just seems like someone's just like I just play it in, and just mm-hmm. like throw it all in. It seems like all it's the same it. for yourselves as well. Like, Aye. I don't know if well, it, it's easier said than done, maybe, but. It sounds more logical to have things in uh, blocks. I suppose like there's only like the senior and intermediate finals are played on the first yeah. of March. 
So that it really only involves four teams at that stage. Like, but if any of them players are playing county and they're we're like any county players already missing out now in the national league matches, so they are as you say crossing over each other. Um, but it was strange because the hurling semi-finals and finals were both finished before yeah. our semi-final was even played. <coughs> yeah. and normally ours is first semi-final club, you know. Uh-huh. But it's just looking at the whole overall picture and the, and the fixtures and yeah. trying to sort that out. It's it's it can't be easy. And uh, the season, like you're playing your. 2019 championship now you're playing your All-Ireland 2020 that's just just. I think a lot of girls would say, on our team would say the same they'd rather pull, pull it mm. forward and get it played yeah. I think trying to get some way of like making it into just you know a season where like say you have basketball and baseball like they just have a specific time frame mm-hmm. specific season whereas because you're playing all year mm-hmm. and it's easier to say than done like because I think yeah. of the matches that were cancelled last yeah. week and the weekend before because of the weather and then they're trying to condense yeah. it uh-huh. and you know it's trying to find room I suppose for tough to do too. especially when there's different competitions and stuff but uh, but yeah. otherwise we can't wait to play in the first one it's still real exciting we are <laughs> yeah, we're just just still in all in the final we're trying to solve the fucking issues of <laughs> the one podcast of the time mm-hmm. right um, so the final how are you set for it <clears throat> We're looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, we are yeah, yeah. excited. Aye. Really positive and positive vibe around the team. Yeah, isn't there? Yeah. I suppose training and intensity is good and all. Mm. And for being a team going in for their fourth, hopefully title, mm-hmm. very nervous bunch. You know, well, we have been a very nervous uh-huh. bunch going to finals and stuff. You'd think we'd never been in finals before. Really? Sometimes I the first five or ten minutes, and then it takes us time to settle. But for once, actually, everybody's just you know enjoying training. There's a little mm-hmm. less nerves and. You know, everybody's just enjoying the moment because yeah. you have to enjoy the moment because it'll not be with you forever. We might not be here again. So, at this point, do you be like after a couple of them? Is it just turn into a normal game, or now is no, it still never. is it different every year? I uh, no, I it's different. It nearly gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Your hunger nearly gets worse. Like, really? ah, you just you don't want to get beat. No. I suppose when you're on that run as well, like you don't you don't want to let it slip either. No. Um, what's it like running out on the Crook Park? When it's not snowing, it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It is. Yeah, it's, it's you know, good. it's a pleasure playing in Crow Park. You know, even if you're not running yeah. out in front of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, not too many, there's never too many at the club come we'll but, but we're working on. See once this podcast goes out. <laughs> Um, be there <laughs> first of it's good I, it's it's amazing to play at the, the best stadium in Ireland like but again it takes away a wee bit of the you know it's nicer sometimes at a smaller pitch where you're able to see your family you know yeah. watching you and at the end of the game if you win you're able to go over and mm-hmm. celebrate with them so uh, is it the two cornerbacks do you think that they're miles apart you know you can't hear <laughs> <laughs> shouting you know if it's deadly is it like whenever you're down in the pitch because obviously when you watch everything kind of looks really tight but when you're down in the pitch does it look massive or do you just kind of you know even pick up on it's it when you're playing it's a completely different place when you're down <clears> on the pitch <throat> than if you're sitting up and watching yeah. the stand, I, I find it very big. I do find the pitch very big. Even when you're going to shoot, you may be like, I don't know, it seems so far away, yeah. but it's not really. Yeah. Mm. At the end of the day, it's just another pitch. Uh, yeah. I suppose after you get over that initial bit of excitement, <clears> you just do you forget about it? Like you just. Oh, you just have to from the very start the to try and focus eye on the warm up, like you're working on your touch. And, yeah. Uh, getting good touches was building that up before you don't really you can't really think that you're going out like here to play in Crow Park it's just it's a, it's a pitch and you have to play a match yeah, it's a game you, you have to win ah, you have to you want to play well like yeah. so and the surface is immaculate too so we've mm-hmm. actually been playing on 4G pitches and it's got our touch up to speed yeah. as well mm-hmm. so yeah and um, as we say how do you deal with nerves like on the week leading up to this here I and mean, whenever you run an out or do you do anything for it? Um, I've actually banned my family from talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you put a ban on it? Yeah, because um, you are thinking about it all the time yeah. and they're so obsessed as well and I do feel bad because they want to be a part of it as well. But I think that's, that's what makes me nervous, other yeah. people talking to me that's about it. it. Yeah. But like, I'm making you really nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but like... Yeah, because at work, you know, if people yeah. you know when you play Mogi and then they're they're asking you all the time, you know, and different people coming in and out all the time, and it's um that's what builds the nerves within yeah. me, you like. Uh-huh. But I know some people maybe stay off social media as well because you're seeing all these posts as well. Oh, yeah, and it just hypes it up. 
they're just trying to manage it like just yeah. stay focused and yeah. do, do the things they're good if you challenge them in the right way yeah, but I would be of that mindset I stay away from social media and my family know not to talk to me about coming yeah. in the week of the game because <laughs> um, I'm doing enough thinking about it but um, I think everybody kind of uh, controls it in their own way you know yeah, you some people sticking are, to routine mostly to, probably yeah sticking to routine yeah that's right and so yeah. getting good sleep on board as well and getting your eating I think probably I would imagine if you have all those boxes ticked off mm -hmm. that definitely helps you feel more prepared as well mentally it helps yeah. you know that you've done X, Y and Z and, and you're not worried about bad preparation or anything mm -hmm. do you just have like a typical response now whenever somebody says how are you set for the final or like um, how are you ready do you have like a typical I response you say <laughs> every time excited <laughs> Um, I can imagine it's like whenever people actually pass me about work, I'm just like, happy, no, it's good, can't complain. Like you said about like 10 times a week, you just go into like a, a routine of saying 10 times thing. a day. 10 times a week, 10 times a week. A day sometimes as well. Aye. I just jump going, hi, good, can't complain. Um, and then, do you just put much emphasis on your nutrition? Like, are you as, you know, are you as, like, do you put much care in the Therese, you're not looking? I, um, probably should maybe eat better after tea and I just enjoy coming to you and a slice of toast. And those brownies as well. And oh yeah, there's this baker somewhere called Rosie's Cakes. There's a wee plug. Rosie's Cakes in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, She'll supply the, the So you're after. you're fueling yourself with uh, brownies and cupcakes, Therese. As long as it's it not works, the opposite it works. It works. Change it. I'm a wee bit obsessed with everything I eat. Well, I'm not upset. Well, I'm just just to give you an idea, we landed there and I brought coffees and uh, Shannon brought out about ten different flavour drop variations there. Um, so sorry, what were you saying there? Okay, I'm. I've always been very conscious about what I eat, regardless. Uh -huh. So um, I'm plant based as well. Right. Um, so I kind of prep everything. So plant based is in vegan plant based or vegetarian. A vegetarian, mm -hmm. But I take very little dairy products with it coconut milk and things like that mm. instead but um, I find nutrition is massively important in terms of how you feel about yourself yeah. as well so I would be big into me eating but I'll not change anything this week I'll just eat as how I have been yeah so what does a what does a day of eating for plant-based athlete look like oats in the morning uh -huh. and flavor drops <laughs> flavor drops <laughs> what's the go-to flavor oh, like four options so <laughs> raspberry toffee white chocolate or vanilla um and then I'll have different wee seeds and stuff in it and then I'll have like that fahi yogurt uh -huh. with berries and stuff for lunch loads of coffee and um, <laughs> snag a jack yeah. a rice cake bit of peanut butter and then in the evening I'll have like a, maybe like a vegan Buddha bowl or sweet potato quinoa chickpeas just depends what I feel like cooking Sounds and what's in good. the cupboard yeah and you're not you it's all mostly fresh it's all cooked I don't really like it feel better when you eat that as well like don't you like oh, more veg and stuff mm -hmm. And you don't, like, have you noticed since you've switched to that sort of eating that um, energy performance, I think, has dipped or improved or? Improved, I think, yeah. yeah. But I, like, I've been eating veggie for about 18 months now. And over the summer, I started to <coughs> just meat again and I just didn't feel like it agreed yeah. with me. So I cut it again and feel much better. Did you find whenever that Game Changers documentary came out and everyone was like, have you ever thought about going plant-based? I didn't even watch it, but like, I just laugh at people and they're like, I've decided to do veganuary and what about that there meatless mince? And I'm like, oh God, I don't know what's in that, you know. That was the worst time for like two or three weeks every week. People asking, have you watched Game Changers, have you? <laughs> Some of the best athletes. Yes. Huh? Some I, of the best athletes I, in the world are vegan. Yeah. I wouldn't force it on anybody. It's just it's worked well for me, you know, on a personal level. And then mommy and daddy, they went meat free as well. So um, it's easy, you know, because we're all having the same meal. I think the big thing about diet is, and like it's one thing I tell the people I train is, you have to get whatever diet suits you and works for you. So like you can't, you can't just go and say, uh, you know, eating plant-based is bad because this study says this. If it works for you, then it's, mm -hmm. you know, and it's better than the other one, and that, that, that's the way it works for you. It might not work for Therese, it might not work for me, mm -hmm. and I think that's the important thing about diet. You have to figure out what works what works that's best yeah, and what's most sustainable absolutely. for you. Um, so, yeah, nutrition then, and gym training, and then pitch training. So you're putting in a lot of hours. Is it hard to try and, like, maintain... You know, socialise, normalise outside Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You know, your, your life must just be pretty much in stagnant. We just see each other and that's it. And work and... 
because we're going to socialise too much. And then we go clean mad then after the break. <laughs> Very healthy, healthy habits, that's good. Binge. Oh. What do you think? Do you get socialised much? Not really. Not, no, like, not as other 20-something-year-olds would yeah. be doing, you know, like it's... You miss out on a lot. You know, like even at this stage with other teams, like, you know, they might be out trained, but they're still allowed yeah. to be drinking or going out or... It yeah. really does control our weekends. Uh, so we've got training on a Friday night and then Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, so that would like restrict mm. you going out on a Saturday. They're very clever about the training times, you know. <laughs> but then there are like over Christmas and like the the, the managers are yeah. they allow you a couple nights out off over Christmas. <laughs> That's very, nice. very, very controlling <laughs> but like it's it's worth it's it. a privilege, exactly. Yeah, it to be in an all iron final it's for the first year in a row. If you want to be in a unique situation, you have to do unique things yeah, that other people want to do. Well, we make sure and get a nice brunch now on Sunday and things <laughs> yeah. like that, or go to the beach, or... A brunch and aye. brownies and... Uh, it depends, you can still socialise, but it just depends what sort it's of not, so, it's Basically what we're saying is you don't go out drinking every weekend. No, no. I don't drink anyway, but... <laughs> do you but you used to probably do enough for, for you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, I do anyway. <laughs> What? But it is definitely altered at the point when you're like you're, yeah. you're basically kind of seen as um, at the top level of yeah. our, our sport. Like yeah. so, what you don't that? want you to, to. You want to just yeah. And yeah. because you're training all the time, you are. You're tired. You yeah. know, you want to go home and sit. Exactly. You want to go out. Yeah. I think as well. Whenever you kind of stop training for a while. You kind of don't miss it for a while, you know, no. especially like you think on the Saturday night when you're sitting and you're like, Jesus, I'd like to go out tonight. And then you wake up on the Sunday morning Fresh. feeling great and maybe yeah. training session done. And you're like, I don't know if I miss too much to like. Mm. Does, um, does Gareth find it tough whenever like he maybe wants to do something over the weekend and you have to be like, nah, I've got you in tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's going to be buzzing when it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> Until it starts up again. <laughs> it starts up in like two weeks again. <laughs> <laughs> But it must be hard to try and, you know, balance all that there and keep people happy, you know, outside of it when keeping your own work happy, like it's a challenge. Work, yeah, that's work, it. Work-life training balance. Yeah, we only <laughs> really have, like, the weekends to each other as well. It must be difficult to have a boyfriend. I just about manage work and cross it and come away and see my dog. We, we don't know about it. it. No, we wouldn't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he fit it in, but he must be very understanding. He's worked I, now at this point. <laughs> people, like... Claire McGrath, like I don't know how she does it. Like she's um she has a wee baby, he's just turned one, like I she's just amazing and yeah. she's working as a social worker, she's always at training, she's always in the gym gym, mm-hmm. she's a she wee bit like she's just excuses. to me like she's probably the biggest inspiration in our yeah. team. She's a bit a family at home and she's there every night and That would be tough like it's amazing. I don't know how she does it. Doable. Do you know she she proves to every single one of us that it's doable. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. you can't really you can't make any excuses <laughs> whenever somebody is doing that yeah, there. Exactly. Um, I forgot to give you your advertisement for a male athlete to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how did I forget that? Do you want to make your advertisement? Then? <laughs> this is uh, Shan Graham. Attach CDs with them. They have to come through me to get to her. Send it through. Aoife has one as well, but we're definitely looking for. We're putting out two adverts here for anybody. Um, Have to play her name of some description. Not necessarily. Oh, that's good. Crossfit movie. Do they have to lift more than you? Definitely not. They just have to be able to lift something. Ah, we're getting off topic. Oh, cool. Um. That'd be a big laugh, to be fair. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, Pure muscle. When the final last year, what was that like? You know, use of use of how many All Irelands have you got now then? That's three. Is it like you probably don't appreciate like that? Is a pretty unique thing that you just have an All Ireland just played in Crook Park. Like, how does that? Do you think about that, or is it just normal now? know so it's, it is amazing like we, yeah. we recognize that it's really good yet obviously in like 20 years time we'll look back and be all like oh my god that was amazing mm-hmm. we're so like in the hype of it yeah. and stuck I, in the middle of it at the minute you don't really i mm-hmm. appreciate it i suppose when you're in the middle of it and the thick of it like but probably. do you think it'll be like the people in the club in like 10 15 years time will be saying to all our girls teams like ah, is never as good as us <laughs> <laughs> like, we we have that we're like uh, 
20 years ago, like a team won a couple of dairy championships and like you're never gonna you're never as good as that. Like it's like ah oh, back in our day we would have won that there. Oh like, no, oh, no. Wait, are you just gonna be like that in like 10, 15 years? Hopefully not. <laughs> we'll check back in ten years. Um, it's really when the older the older member club members, you know, get talking to you and yeah. like they see it the success. People just love the club. Yeah, that's yeah. a, a you know makes you appreciate it a, a lot more. Well, the younger they, generation too, you know, aye. like those who broke that boundary, so the younger people know they can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. It's possible. There must have been so much work done at Stagnated for years before you have even started playing like you know a lot of background work because you can't get to where you are at now with just out of luck like no it's a, a lot of things clicking together at the, at the one time like uh-huh. there was a lot of work done underage you know you have to have the skill uh, to begin with and then you also have to have the, the determination like and then after that like management management tactic tactics you know like the uh-huh. players coming at the right time mixture old and young and like more experienced and loss like there was a lot of yeah. loss um on the pitch mm. and like all that there clicking together and then having things set in place for conditioning. All mm. all that there came together like at the right time for us senior players, but it's keeping that trying to keep that going and yeah. keeping underage structures, you know, well and plans and whatnot. And, and people that had the vision back when nobody believed them as well. Aye. I suppose even your daddy, Thomas, as well, had this vision. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an amazing bunch and we can win in All-Ireland. Mm-hmm. For me, it all stems back from when your daddy was taking the team. Um, we were very lucky to get such a talented bunch of players mm-hmm. in the one team. And he knew more than anybody yeah. that that opportunity was never going to come about again. So, yeah. for me, like that, <clears throat> I've only been playing for Stockmail since 2015 in the first year that I played for the team. Like, we won... Terry, um, and then we went on to Ulster and we were beat by Lockheed and just I think the feeling that spread through the team that year we just knew in ourselves that, that we could do better Yeah. and after that I think everybody just like even when we went back to training after that year we were just like yeah. we're not stopping we're not yeah, stopping there's a hunger there after that yeah I think one of the things I've said this before and I wanted to chat about was um, like ladies sport and participation I think one of the big things is I don't maybe I'm just assuming this here, but like there'll be a certain age, it's like a breaking point where like girls will stop participating in sport or come over. My age. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> thirty. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking more like sixteen, seventeen. Oh right, I well that time when they drop away. That that, that time. That right, time. Stop. We're not talking about your retirement. It's very easy, even for for boys and girls, like yeah. to be dropping away at that time with um school exam and pr- different yeah. pressures and um, trying to get part time jobs. Part time yeah. jobs, I had big thing uh, too, like and then managing all that. And aye, and pressure. social life, like um as well, like to start going out a lot more mm-hmm. and all that. There, it's easy for anybody to drop away at that stage. Yeah. I think if you have the support, you know, of your community mm-hmm. and it's more of to do with the participation and culture of it and being there not more so winning but uh-huh. being part of it as a team I team and all that there you know you stuck at it for a, for a lot longer you know if you've good friend group, yeah. friend, friend group there I, I think um obviously it's a different perspective because you've been successful as you're winning but you know for maybe someone that's listening that maybe their team isn't that good they've low numbers and they're thinking about going away you know why, why do you think you should keep playing like what's like if you just weren't winning why would you just be continuing to play every week and put in the effort I suppose it gives people identity as well yeah just yeah. the love for the sport the love yeah the way to to express yourself through your sport you know some people have music and things like that mm. and other talents and can sing i can't sing <laughs> so i would you know you play camogie yeah. you go out and you enjoy it and I know people would maybe take a break for months if they're doing exams, but really, a sport can maybe help you as like act as a yeah an escape get away from the yeah. I think that's a big thing with sport and mm-hmm. exercise. Like I think you need you need something or something like that to get away from everything, even uh, if it's yeah. an hour. Like exactly, yeah. you're not gonna come straight home from school and study the whole the whole time no. I, like, I don't know anybody that does that but like <laughs> <laughs> maybe people do how um, hard is it for uh, people to get on your team now you know like you obviously have your set team 
How competitive is it? <coughs> Very competitive. Super. You seen yeah. how dirty I came in this morning after training? Bogging. 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 Knocked, on, knocked on the ground a couple of times. <laughs> so that's how competitive it is. <laughs> one of the pleasures, not pleasures, but uh, things that I probably have <clears throat> kept us at the highest level is people pushing all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know there's right. 15 that can only start, and the yeah. next 15 are, we're pushing always uh, pushing and pushing. We just have a big panel. We're 26 at the minute. Really? And I. Uh, and but and we've lost years. players, we've lost yeah. quite a few players and it's just amazing we've been able to fill those positions. Serious numbers, like. But know. it's like them players that have left, the players, the next five, six players that were always pushing and pushing and never Stayed got the chance. around the whole time, yeah. and trained and trained, yeah. and they're just amazing. The whole panel is amazing. And it's great, there's so much respect within the team, like you can, like, I, you can't believe it sometimes, we'll go out and we'll knock lumps out of each other on yeah. the pitch. And it's... It's a funny thing because people would say women can be a little bit emotional and, you know, take things uh-huh. to heart. But our team's class and that fact that we have so much respect for each other. We'll go, we'll go out and we'll hit each other hard and then we'll come off and go for a coffee after training. Yeah. And I think that helps drive the team on and, fight. you know, it's it increases the competition for spaces and for places in the team, you know. Um, yeah. I know um, my auntie plays for Glenolan and she says that she would just love her sub-bench. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So that's how good. Uh, that's something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And even now, like going on the final, like we couldn't say we know fifteen at start. Yeah. That's yeah. how how competitive it is. And it's good to have that number at training too. It makes yeah. you know for the pat or the match side mm-hmm. or the match key, the game mm-hmm. sorry and the trainings more realistic mm-hmm. to the real match. Yeah. And higher intensity, like you're nearly playing fifteen on fifteen, like well. It's a big advantage you just have, like, you just can do that there. Because even most probably senior men's football teams in big towns would, would probably struggle to get real big numbers like that there, right? That's competitive. Aye. You know, well, it helps that there's, like, this past couple of years, there's always been a couple of younger girls coming up. Coming up every year, you've yeah. maybe four or five from the underage come through. And uh-huh. and the, the changes in them is unbelievable. Even when you look at the players that have only come through, come onto our team at the start of the year, you know. Yeah. You'd be so yeah, proud of them. Everything just uh, it's everything an older moves one on. on the team. It's an older one you're on the, the team. Wise, I would say you're the wise head, but for the forty minutes we've been chatting here, I'm not too sure as this goes on longer. <laughs> you're like kind of following your uh, your training and your playing ability, but maybe like avoiding the. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's harsh for me. Oh, no judgment. No, this is a judgment-free room. Um, I always finish these here podcasts with a quick fire round. They're never really quick fire, but the <laughs> questions are short. Um, what's been your best GAA moment? It's a good one. Probably, for me, probably the first All Ireland. And first that whole one? experience, yeah. Being out in Cook Park, yeah. it was just a good day. I, possibly that, or, I don't know. I don't know, after that Ireland and the changing room was all... Oh all, yeah, the first one's really special. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it was the first so, one was the best. Yeah. Oh first my one? god, it was unreal. The first one was the best, but I would say, for me, the best moment was, was it, was it 2016? Uh, we were playing the Ulster final against Lockheed not long after uh, Aoife's daddy passed away. Um, I went to a draw mm-hmm. in Armagh, wasn't it? Armagh, yeah. So we had a play a week a week later in the replay and um, we were down by three and Mary Kelly scored a hand pass goal that was disallowed and about two minutes later we were thinking what what the hell yeah. what can we do and she scored another one within a couple of minutes a wonder goal, a wonder goal. Yeah. like yeah. you couldn't believe it like uh-huh. you just felt like really like the present like it was meant for us and you just felt the presence of like nearly like Aoife's daddy was there and it was meant to be and then from that that's when we went on and won our first Ireland all Ireland and now we're going for fourth for me that was the best day and they caught me on camera in tears too and I don't cry that often so that was another moment I I think so I that was good too and Mary Kelly shout out to Mary shout out to Mary Kelly she was some full forward there in the square and then she produced then the Ireland final I couldn't believe it oh my god who buys new boots for Grove Park? She brought out these brand new spanking pair of white <laughs> dazzling boots and all that for the All Ireland final. Right. I was like, I was cringing. I was like, Mary, you're hardly wearing them today. She's like, oh, why, boys? <laughs> and she scored another goal in Grove Park with the white boots on. It was unreal. Uh, it was unreal, I. 
So that sounds pretty good. Hard to pick. That's hard to pick. Do you think that was a good one, eh? Yeah. I think because we're fortunate to just have like moments to choose from. Like there's a lot of other people listening that don't have fucking any moments to choose from. Do you? So that's pretty good. What's the worst moment? It's a thinker. Uh, I found um, 2018 Ulster final difficult because I was away after the first All Ireland. I went travelling to New Zealand uh-huh. and then came home um, before the girls were playing two weeks for 12 days actually before the girls were playing the Ulster final. Um, that was my choice. I went away and I came back, and I wasn't starting or anything on the on the team, um, and it was just difficult to watch from the yeah. sideline. And I came on at the end, but it was it wasn't much use at all. <laughs> um, and it was just difficult just not to be part of that yeah. kind of celebration that year. That was difficult for me watching it. But I don't know. Two thousand, we won the first dairy championship two thousand and twelve, and then the following two years we were beaten. In the first round in 2013, I think it was, there's, um, I don't know, them two years where we were beating in the championship, like, <coughs> were bad, they were. We were maybe a Coleraine, mm. by a good bit, like, they stuffed us maybe the year before we got to the Ulster final for the first time, so it hasn't really been a, a straight run. Yeah. Yeah, we've had loads of ups and downs. Aye. But it wasn't nice being stuffed off the pitch, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hardest opponents you've marked? Do you know what? Some of the hardest. Some of our own teammates. I think I was going to say Definitely that, yeah. some Aye. of our own teammates. That's, uh, that's probably why you are where you are at yeah. right now. Um, I always have to mark Kate, Kat, or Kate mm-hmm. Michael Downey. Mm-hmm. And I hate seeing her coming. <laughs> no. I normally so end up marking Tina. Normally training and she's another super fit player <coughs> and really really speedy like and it's just a nightmare trying to mark her. Yeah. <laughs> trying to mark her, but so nearly within the team like is is the hardest. Hi. Well, our opponents are really good too. Like um, I like Bridget Tahara and, and, and Thomas Town. Thomas Town. Some of the Farrell sisters and that was the first time we went to extra time. Mm-hmm. One of the All Ireland semi finals, so it was a horrible day. Um, some of the Sarsfield skirts as well, the McGraths are very talented, so yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting plenty to see. Of, plenty of tough opponents. Yeah. <laughs> the best session after a one? The best drinking session? Yes. Or sorry, celebrating <laughs> session. I knew you'd have a good response, Sean. Oh, right, okay. Um, I have a good story for you. Um, <laughs> Love stories. <laughs> So it was after the dairy final this year, we went out just after it on the Sunday, but on the Monday you kind of just get a few stragglers and that, so, um, <laughs> so the plan was to go to Belfast, but the plan often falls through, so we all met in the, what do you call that, Papa Siobhan's husband's, the back door, the back door and we were all drinking away and um, we ended up, in, there was only five of us left, we went up to the rug out and there was no, nobody else about the place, and um bar woman Una was like what are you going to do the night because everywhere's closing early it's Monday night I'm not sitting here all night serving news five she probably would have though we're like where are we going to go where are we going to go it's too late to go to Belfast we'll probably not get in anywhere because we're all full they'll turn us away so somebody came up with a suggestion that we go to the Bushtown Hotel on Monday night have you ever heard of it? I no? have heard of the Bushtown eh? it's not a place for young I women wouldn't. to go um, galvan or looking about a Kurt or anything like that there so. <laughs> So we're the older generation that enjoy country music. Like that. Jamie. Jamie. But anyway, somebody came up with this motto, oh, we'll make our own crack, we'll make our own crack. <laughs> and I was like, right, fair enough. So we got this taxi to the bush town and I nearly died when I went into it with cutchings and desert bits everywhere. So I was like, Christ, I was like, make our own crack, make our own crack, what will we do, what will we do? So I ripped this here like thing off the table. It was like a big kind of, I don't know, what was it? Like a big material cloth, and I wrapped it around my head like a veil. And I was like, Right, we'll pretend we're in a hen party. <laughs> so we went into the place, and we were pretending it was my hen party and all. I didn't even have a ring on my finger. We were doing Jaeger bombs all night and having the crack and all. Jiving away. Jiving away and all. And everybody's, When's your wedding? And I was like, Oh, 
during the next year of the summer <laughs> wedding and all. And we had the wildest crack and it was the five of us, um, but never again. So we call, call ourselves the famous Bushtown Five. The, the Bushtown Five? Bushtown Five. Your hen party? Never have seen in the Bushtown Five. And it was a wild, wild crack, but I don't know how the other people there felt about us crashing it. Or the dance moves that we were just... I enjoyed the story. But Jolene Bradley was very, very good. And I have a video that you could upload at some love, stage onto your that, page yeah. if you want. We, we can get that up. Is she doing something athletic in it? She's very good. She's doing a good stomp. Uh, that's, that's good. That could be. That could work. Stop. Best dance move of the night. That sounds pretty good. Um, that's a random one going to the bush town. Like. Why? Why? What was about mine? You wouldn't go there, and I. Well, it's you know, a nice place. You should definitely visit. I think they do a good roast on a Sunday, but I wouldn't be going go for a carvery, maybe not for a no. Monday night. I'll do nothing before we find the man. Like, the <laughs> so you, you didn't, you didn't get yourself a good farmer no. up there, no. No, but they all thought I was getting married, so. True, you kind of shot yourself in the foot there. That's right. Uh, right. But other than that. <laughs> but other than that, any other good sessions? Just in the hall after Ireland. Oh, it was good, real good after the first year, the whole, just, it was like, I just like, last. Slanny on Lisco all over again. That was, um... That made you like, Slanny Lisco, I don't know if it's true, but that made you like the richest club in Ireland, or like one of the richest clubs. That was <laughs> rumour. Right. Is that a myth? It was like a pound, didn't it? <laughs> all I heard was, because uh, my brothers and stuff went, it was, there was just fights, and uh, fights and underage drinking just fell out. Aye. Great crack, though, that sounds good. It was good, good fun. Well, Built up our club. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go down. I don't know. But anyway, Sorry, after all Ireland um, final, when we partied hard in the hall, and it was really good. Oh, it was good that yeah. night in the hall. Uh, we haven't been in the hall since. No. Really. Maybe that's I think those nights whenever yeah. like, the whole team's there, and it's not just that we clicky is, is always really good too. There's uh, been nights there too. We have won Ulster with the Herders as well. That was really, really good really the last. Good night. Uh, no, that's a good crack. The most recent Ulster final we won with the Herders was good crack now. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I think you're probably underselling that a wee bit. There. That's good. <laughs> we have to give We're a good shout out to the dugout because they do look after us very well. That's the pub in Maharaj. Right, okay. They look after us, so. Yeah. Well, I don't I'll be honest, whenever you said the dog out earlier, I thought you were actually oh, sitting in the dog out. Oh, and I didn't want to bring it up, I was like, what the fuck? They, they serve great pints of water. Great pints of water, I can imagine. Um, and then the last one, advice for anybody, whether they be young, old, life advice, come on, good advice, drinking advice, whatever. <laughs> Keep her lit. Keep her lit. That's a good motto to live by. <laughs> advice for younger people. <laughs> Always practice. Yeah. Try and be better than you were yes yesterday, the day before, you know, in every aspect of your life. Yeah. How you speak to people, how you speak to yourself, yeah. how mm -hmm. you approach your day, you know, you can always fit so much into a day, whether it be your studies, your sports, everything. Just try and take every day as a new opportunity to um, improve yourself in every way. Yeah. Look after yourself. Look after yourself. Be kind to yourself, too. Right, we're getting froze here and we've been chatting for nearly an hour now as well. Um thanks very much for coming on, appreciate it. Oh,